everybody, and welcome again to the Glean Podcast. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, if you're here in North Carolina with us, it's cold and rainy. Uh, a little bit of snow falling when it first started a while ago, but in North Carolina, you know, it can be snowing one minute and 70 degrees the next, so <laughs> we just take what we get and be thankful. But uh, again, we're glad you're here. Take this opportunity to go ahead and like uh, the page if you hadn't subscribed to it like the show share it on your social media platforms you can text it to somebody that's your way of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and all you got to do is click a button and we'll do the rest and then the Holy Ghost will do what we don't <laughs> but uh, we're glad to have you and tonight this is leading up to Christmas which is Sunday one of the funny things I it, well, it's kind of blew my mind is is all the churches that have called church off mm-hmm. on Sunday because it's Christmas. I, I I don't I don't even really have words to describe how stupid that is. Uh, I mean, it's Sunday regardless, but it's his birthday, and you're gonna cancel church on his birthday because you want to open presents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just think churches are sending the wrong message when they do that. They're, they're telling people that presence and time with family is more important than his presence and time with him. And uh, I, I just think that's a, a precedent that, that shouldn't be set, but nonetheless it is. And uh, if you're watching in uh, your church's uh, canceled service, if you're not too mad at me for saying it was stupid, then you're more than welcome to come join us at 1030 because we're going to enjoy his presence and celebrate the birth of our king. But tonight, what we wanted to talk about was uh, the significance or why Jesus was born, what 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 all took place. And there's four key uh, questions, really, that we we looked over and and decided we wanted to talk about. And the first one is the significance of Christ's birth. And, you know, I I think a lot of times we we just look at the fact that because of the nativity scenes, you have Mary and Joseph go walk down and they're in a wooden manger and then or a wooden stable. And then they got this wooden trough and they've got baby Jesus there. And then there's wise men and shepherds and uh, these people come and the angels there. But what people don't realize is that was just something to express what really happened. But it didn't all happen in that one night, you know, and, and most people agree that Jesus was probably born sometime in the summertime, uh, early spring or spring in the summer, because it said that, as the shepherds watch their flocks by night, shepherds only watched their flock at night when they were first out grazing. Second, because it was the birthing season for the sheep, and so they would stay all night in case uh, uh, a sheep would give birth during the night. They would be with them, and then you know it took uh, it took them some time to get to where Jesus was. Uh, they didn't just see the star that morning or the night before and make a little journey for a day and there was Jesus I think the what was it the wise men I think maybe they traveled it took them I think what they're saying about two years Mm -hmm. so when they got to Jesus he was already about two years old which would you can confirm that by how Herod wanted to kill the the infants up to two years old Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyway you know having looking at all the things that took place it was a, a miraculous birth, but for us today, what I, the first question we'll get into is for us, what is the significance of Jesus's birth? Well, I think, uh, you know, first of all, uh, you know, if you're a student of the word, uh, even under the old covenant, whenever they had to offer sacrifice mm-hmm. for sin, uh, you know, of course, they would be required by the priest to bring a certain animal that had to be the first uh, born, I think, and it had to be a perfect uh, offering mm-hmm. without any blemish or anything. In other words, it, it had to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would, you know, of course, uh, 
kill the sacrifice and then sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat and everything. And that would, uh, you know, cover, didn't do away with their sin, right. but it would cover their sin, so to speak, uh, until the next uh, year, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, first, I guess, uh, you know, first of all, realizing <clears throat> that uh, Christ, you know, was born, like you said, uh, I've I've always, you know, most of my Christian life heard that uh, it, this wasn't even the time of year that Jesus was born. Uh, well, to me, that that's uh, not as important right. as understanding the fact that he was born. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, we can uh, celebrate his birth, irregardless what what time mm-hmm. of the year it was. But uh, also, to to me, and I think this is the whole crux of Christianity, is that he was born of a virgin. Right. And uh, you say, well, wh- why is that so important? Well, if he had uh, been born uh, of, you know, somebody that was not a virgin, uh he would have been born into sin. Right. And uh, especially, you know, by man. And uh, But we find that uh, as we read in Luke chapter 1, it tells the story there uh, how the angel appeared to Mary mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, told her that she was highly favored and uh, she had found favor with God. And the angel of the Lord spoke to her and told her that she was going to give birth to a child, a son, and his name would be called Jesus. Uh, Some scriptures say Emmanuel Mm -hmm. means God with us. Uh, And so uh, it said that, you know, science, (laughs) medical science, you know, they they always uh, you know have to have facts to prove this or that, and they say well that was uh, not possible, mm-hmm. you know without uh, you know a man and a woman coming together, but uh, the Bible says that uh, the power of the highest came upon her. Mm-hmm. In other words, the Holy Ghost came upon her. And she conceived in her womb. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, if you read that uh, passage in the first chapter of Luke's gospel, uh, it's, it talks about, uh, you know, that uh, Mary, after the angel Gabriel had spoke to her and told her that she was to bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. Uh, and she's, you know, of course, she questioned Right, you know, well, how how can this be, seeing that I know not a man? In other words, she had not been intimate with mm-hmm. a man, and uh, so he said, uh, you know, that uh, the power of the highest shall overshadow thee mm-hmm. and come upon thee, and uh, then it said, uh, you know, that uh, I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, keep my train of thought here. Uh, that uh, she said, now this this is important too. Mm-hmm. She said, "So be it unto me, as thou hast said." Mm-hmm. In other words, she had to put herself mm-hmm. in agreement with what the angel of the Lord told her. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I mean this this was a a one time deal. I mean, right. as far as I know, there was no other person born. Mm-hmm. of a virgin without being with a man, you know. Yeah. And uh, so in that regard, we know that Jesus was spotless. Mm-hmm. He was the perfect sacrifice. He was the Lamb of God. And, uh, you know, he was, because he was born without sin, he was the supreme sacrifice. In other words, the only sacrifice that could offer his life and his blood to redeem mankind. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, I know in years past, you know, people would say, well, that was impossible. That that just couldn't be. 
But the Bible says, you know, on here in that chapter, I believe it's about verse uh, 37 there, that uh, with God, nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. It, it, see, it's impossible with man, yeah. but not with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, of course, other scriptures not necessarily relating to the birth of Christ, but talking about, you know, things that are impossible with man mm-hmm. is possible with God. Right. And, uh, and then in, I believe it's in Mark 9, uh, verse 23, uh, where he said, To him that believeth all things are possible. And that's why I was talking about the fact that Mary had to set herself right. in agreement with what the angel Gabriel had spoken to her. So, uh, you know, she said, be it unto me, even as thou hast spoken. Right. And so that confirmed it. And I believe personally that when she set her heart in agreement, even though she may not have fully understood it, I mean, mm-hmm. nothing like this had ever happened before. Right. But uh, she set her heart in agreement with what the angel of the Lord had said. And uh, so I believe at that moment, conception took place. Right. Uh, you know, it's often been referred to as the miraculous conception. Mm-hmm. And it was. I mean, it, it happened by the power of God. And uh, so uh, it had to be... A, sinless, spotless sacrifice uh, in, in order to be qualified right. to die and give themselves to for the sins of the, the whole world. Right. See, if it, if it uh, come from a man who, uh, you know, there was none perfect except yeah. Jesus, uh, it would have, wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. You see, it had to be a spotless lamb, a spotless sacrifice. And uh, so uh, it, it have, had to be the virgin birth. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's of, uh, you know, utmost importance because had it not been, then there would have been no redemption for us. Right. And I, I think another thing I always take out of that, because a lot of times I believe sometimes, sometimes the scripture is to be taken just like it is. And mm-hmm. then there's other times and it's by the leading of the Holy spirit, but you'll see parallels mm-hmm. <clears throat> to what the story is in light with Mary. What I always get out of that is when you accept Jesus in your heart, when mm-hmm. you become a new creation, a new creature and you're saved and you're filled with the Holy spirit. Now he overshadows you. Mm-hmm. When you come into contact with the Holy Spirit and he begins to speak to you, when he overshadows you, he's now putting something in your spiritual womb. And and it's a conception because it's just like dreams, desires, God will give us visions, things like that. And then when we, we realize what it is that God wants for us what and what he wants us to do, in every area when we are like Mary and say, be it unto me as mm-hmm. thou hast spoken. Mm-hmm. Now that seed is, is in that spiritual womb yeah. and it's waiting as we stay in the word, just like with pregnancies, they take pre med, uh, prenatal meds and stuff. We keep reading the word. We keep focusing on what God said to us. And we nurture that thing, and eventually it'll give. We'll give birth to that. So I always see a parallel that not only is the birth of Jesus significant in the natural realm, so that we could become saved because He was the spotless Lamb, but we also see that when looking at Mary, when the Holy Spirit overshadows it, it's hard for me to understand why anybody could become saved, and then that's it. You never win anybody to Christ. Mm-hmm. You never achieve anything. You you always struggle. It's always seems like difficult. Why? Because you're you're taking what the Holy Spirit's trying to birth in you, that seed he's trying to and you're not doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think we, we have aborted as Christians how many spiritual 
blessings or de- destinies that have been birthed in us by the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit because we didn't nurture what was on the inside of us. Yeah, that's that's true. And, uh, you know, we everything that we will ever need, of course, was, uh, uh, you know, brought to us through the plan of redemption. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, he says that uh, that God has blessed us with all mm-hmm. spiritual blessings yeah. in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Right. And, uh, you know, in other words, everything that we will ever need in this life already exists. Yeah. But it, a lot of times what we need it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It's mm-hmm. over in the unseen realm, yeah. in the spiritual realm. And uh, because the spirit world, when you begin to understand that the spirit world is more real than this natural right. world that we live in, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so all blessings, all spiritual, yeah. ever you understand that every blessing comes from the spirit realm. Right. That's why he said he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't need a spiritual <clears throat> blessing. I need a natural blessing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's coming from the spirit realm. Yeah. It, it has to come by the spirit. You yeah. Know? Well, that's, you know, Sunday I was preaching on the Lord's Prayer. And the last part of that prayer where it says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, talking about God's, on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. See, God's will is not contested or argued in heaven. That's right. So every desire, every need, every good gift that we'll ever need here, it's it's in heaven. Yeah. It's contested down here. Yeah. But what we have to do is settle in our minds and our hearts, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then we just reach up. And what by settling that, you're causing those things that you need those requests, those needs, those blessings, you're causing those that are already in heaven mm-hmm. because they're not contested there, you're causing them in, for, to go from spiritual realm to natural realm, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and, uh, you know, let, another <laughs> scripture I think will help us see that is in the first chapter of John's gospel, and it says, in the beginning was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Notice that mm-hmm. in the beginning was yeah. the word. Mm-hmm. In other words, the word wasn't going to be. It already was. Yeah. So in the beginning was the word and the word was yeah. with God. Mm-hmm. And the same was in the beginning was mm-hmm. in the beginning with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's, he is Alpha and Omega. Yeah. He's the beginning and the end and all the in-between. And then in uh, verses 11 and 12, it said he came to his own and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he the power or the authority to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And uh, then in verse 14, it says that uh, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Mm -hmm. So uh, when the word become flesh, that was uh, what came about as a result of Mary saying, be it unto me according to thou hast spoken. In other right. words, she set her heart, her spirit, in agreement with what the angel of the Lord brought to her. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah. word of the uh, of the Lord he brought to her. Uh-huh. And so uh, that that's where it brings, uh, that's why we need to find whatever we're believing God for, we must, you know, find a promise for, for that in the word of God. Right. Because the word is the only thing that we have that is a solid foundation that is something that we can hold on to 
that we, uh, you know, can stand upon. And uh, Hebrews ten twenty three says, let us hold fast mm-hmm. to our confession of faith without wavering, for he is faithful, that promise. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, it don't really matter so much what you say. Oh, yes, it, yes, it does. has everything to do with mm-hmm. it. He said, but hold fast to your confession of faith. Faith in what? Faith in his word, in his promise. Yeah. And it said, because he's faithful. Mm-hmm. You see, God's faithful to his promise. Yeah. You see. And so if you said, like you said earlier, settle it. Mm-hmm. Find the word of God that promises what you're believing for, settle it, and hold fast to it. Yeah. Continue to confess it and thank God for it until it manifests from that ram into this natural ram. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you talking about <clears throat> that the, the scriptures there in John, that leads us into the second question about why is Jesus referred to as the word of God, because I think a lot of people think that Jesus was non-existent until his birth. Mm-mm. And they don't understand because you, if you re- Jesus said, I saw Satan fall as lightning. Mm-hmm. So that means before Adam, yeah, Jesus was. And, you know, uh, he, he said when I think with the disciples when they were talking and they, he said before Moses, or Abraham, what, I can't remember which one. There, uh, he said, "I am." Mm-hmm. He didn't say I was. Yeah, he said, "I am." He, I am. Why? Because he doesn't live in time. Mm-hmm. He can't be past, and he can't be future. God is now. Jesus is now. He's all. That's why faith is now. Faith is mm-hmm. because now faith is working with a now God. Mm-hmm. You know. And I don't, I don't think, you know, that people understand because even God said when he created Adam, let us create man in our image. He wasn't talking to the angels because angels are not created like we are. Mm -hmm. So it had to be beings. They were creating a a man to look like whoever us was. Well, who, that was God, Jesus. So, you know, I, I think sometimes people don't understand that and, I talked about this a little last week where people get so hung up on just what's written in red in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Jesus said. No, Jesus said it from Genesis to Revelations. Why? Because he is the word. Mm-hmm. He is this word. So, you know, we may want to touch back on that scripture, but that was the next question was why is Jesus referred to as the word of God? Well, because he was the word. Mm-hmm. It's like I said there. The first, very first verse of the first chapter of John, in the beginning, right, was was. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see, he already was. He, mm-hmm. they, they wasn't waiting for him, uh, yeah. to come. Yeah. he already was. Mm-hmm. You see, and uh, that makes that verse makes it that you know clear, and uh, so, uh, you know, we 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 look at these things and we say, well. Uh, that was in the Old Testament. Well, he, yeah, that's Genesis was, you know, the yeah. beginning book of the Bible. But uh, when that was, we don't know. But that you say, but he had to come from somewhere. Where where did he come from? He was. He was. That's all you need to <laughs> yeah. know is he was. Mm-hmm. Or I, he, he yeah. am. Yeah, he am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and... Uh, so he didn't have to be. God was not created. Mm-mm. Jesus was not created. Mm-mm. Nor was the Holy Spirit created. Right. You know, they already was. Mm-hmm. You know, always was and always will be. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why in the book of Revelations, it says, I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And I like to say, all the in between too. You yeah. Know. Yeah. So he knows the beginning to the end. Uh, God is the one who uh, established his plan, his will, his purpose for humanity in the Bible. And, uh, you know, he, it, it's going to come to pass. Uh, I know a lot of, uh, you know, uh, of course God, we know God is sovereign. A lot of people will, bring that up, especially ministers, 
well, God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants to. Well, there's certain things he can't do. Right. You know, the, I, I remember <laughs> a fellow one time that uh, I knew. Uh, he's in glory now, you know. But, uh, uh, and I loved him, you know, he's mm-hmm. a friend. But he got aggravated and upset with me because I made the comment there's certain things God can't do. Right. And, oh, he blowed up like a toad frog. <laughs> I tell you, God can do anything. I said, no, he can't. He said, oh, yes, he can. He can do anything. And I said, well, I said, uh, have you, what does the sick chapter of Mark say? Yeah. He said, well, I, I don't know right off hand. What do you mean? I said, well, it says in the sixth chapter of Mark, it uh, says that there, mm-hmm. talking about his hometown, hometown. of yeah. Nazareth, it says, in, in other words, you could say it this way, in Nazareth, because mm-hmm. that was his hometown. Uh, that wouldn't be changing the Bible or right. adding to it. And he said, there he could do no mighty work. Mm-hmm. Save he laid his hand on a few sick folk, and some one translator said with minor ailments. Yeah. Uh, in other words, he couldn't work any real great miracle right. because why? Because of their unbelief. Mm-hmm. So if God could do anything he wants to, why didn't he just heal them anyhow? Yeah. Because you see, God will ha- ha- he works according to what His Word says. Yeah. And he, he can't violate his word, uh-uh. and he can't lie. That's another thing he can't do. So, you know, to get somebody upset over the fact that, you know, well, yes, God is sovereign. That, that's yeah. for sure. And sometimes, you know, God does do things. He, he don't have to have our permission no. to do it. Exactly. You know, but when he's dealing with us, in other words, I've always said it this way. God has an overall plan from beginning to end mm-hmm. that's going to come to pass irregardless of what you or I do. Yeah. Because uh, when God is dealing with us as individuals, we have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. God always, when he brings things to us, he always gives us a choice. Mm-hmm. There's a choice to be made. And uh, so, you know, hopefully... <laughs> You know, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we'll have the, the for a lack of a better word, the guts. Yeah. You know, spiritual guts, mm-hmm. you might say, to stand up and say, "Yes, Lord, I will do that," and do what God said. But uh, we have a choice. So, uh, you know, somebody might say, "Well, uh, I had somebody one time tell me, said, well, I, I I've done everything the Bible says to do, and it don't work.'" And I, I just threw, took my Bible. I had it laying up on the back of the car. I just slung it out across the yard. Mm-hmm. And, it, of course, it put a, a look yeah. of shock on their face. And they, they're like, well, wh- 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 what did you do that for? I said, well, you said it didn't work. It ain't no good. Just throw it away. Yeah. And they hung their head and said, well, I guess I hadn't done everything. I said, I know you had. Yeah. But I said, I done that to get your attention. Yeah. Because you weren't listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do what God says, it works. It's like I always say, uh, God's word works if you work the word. Yeah. You have to work it. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess going on from there, the next kind of question I think some people have is, you know, what makes Jesus' birth so important to us, you know, and, you know, I always tell, you know, we were born of a sin nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, a child is as innocent. There's no infants or toddlers or little kid. They're not breaking laws. They're not robbing stores. They're not having affairs and doing adulterers. They're, they're not doing that. They're as innocent as can be. But yet because of the fall of man, when Adam fell, not Eve. It was Adam that caused the curse. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm taking up for women on this one because everybody wants to blame Eve. <laughs> but, you know, from that fall, we were all born in a sin nature, a fallen nature. So the only way 
to, like you say, in the Old Testament, you, you bring a spotless lamb mm-hmm. and you had to sacrifice that lamb on the altar and that would hold you over for a year. And then you'd have to come back and do it again. But Jesus being born, the word becoming flesh, becoming a man, it was not only to perform signs and miracles and wonders, but it was showing us as men, as humans, how to live the word of God in our life. And everything that he done on the earth, and I know some people, well, you can't do what Jesus done. You're not Jesus. Well, according to the word, he said these works and greater mm-hmm. because I go before my father. If Jesus healed a blind man, then I can lay hands on them and through the power of his finished work, a blind man can be healed. A person with cancer can be healed. A person with leprosy, just like they were. Anything that Jesus did in the Bible, he done it not just to say, hey, look, I'm God. It's look, through me, you can do, this is how you live your life. Yeah, actually, in in the New Testament, you know, the Gospels, Jesus refers to himself more times as the Son of Man yeah. And he does as the son, son of God. God. Mm-hmm. Was he the son of God? Absolutely, mm-hmm. without doubt. Mm-hmm. He was the son of God, always has been, always will be. Mm-hmm. But in works, yeah. that, see, that him being uh, uh, a man, uh, he ha- had to be the perfect sacrifice without sin as a man. Yeah. To redeem us back to God or in standing with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, he was the only one that could do that. But in works, you know, yeah. what uh, he did is uh, doing miracles of healing and so forth and feeding the hungry and things like that. He said the work in John, uh, what is it, John 12, 14. Mm hmm where he said, the works that I do uh, mm-hmm. shall you do also, and greater works yeah. than these shall you do. Mm-hmm. I said, like, you know, people always say, well, I, I what, wonder what the greater works are. <laughs> well, let's do the first works. Let's work, do the first and, works. And maybe we can figure <laughs> out what the greater works yeah. is. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, what what I <laughs> I've always thought, you know, I, I think the really the greater works is Jesus was a a man in the flesh, you know. Yes, he was God, but he was man also. And he could only be in one place at one time. Mm-hmm. You know. And but we as a church, his body, mm-hmm. you know, and the spirit is in every born again believer. Mm-hmm. We can be everywhere. Yeah. You know, all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think in that, you know, no matter where we are, uh, I might be here in Oakborough mm-hmm. witnessing to somebody. You may be in Albemarle witnessing to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh may be up at Locust witnessing to somebody. And you see, Jesus couldn't be in all three of them places at one time. At one time. Right. But through the body of Christ, we we can all, by the same spirit, be in different mm-hmm. places yeah. at the same time and witnessing to people, bringing them to Christ. Yeah. And so, uh, and there is no greater miracle than the new birth. Yeah. Being born again, becoming a new creature, according to Second Corinthians five seventeen. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, that you know, my thinking on that, but uh, you know. Like I said, we we need to strive to do the first works, Mm -hmm. you know. And when we get that accomplished, then maybe we can find out what the greater works really is. But I I believe that uh, the greatest work, actually, uh, I've heard it said this way, that the heartbeat of (laughs) the Father God is to bring souls into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And... uh, the only, the only way that they can be born into the kingdom is to hear the gospel, mm-hmm. to hear the truth of God's word. 
And, uh, you know, then we can make a conscious decision, a choice. Mm -hmm. We can accept Christ or we can reject Christ. Right. You know, and uh, I know, <laughs> uh, you know, we uh, when, when I was uh, just a, a young boy, about 11 years of age, uh, you know, we were having a revival in the church we went to. And, uh, you know, that uh, during that revival, uh, I don't know why all of us young people were sitting up towards the front. Actually, we was on the front row in the old building. And uh, when the evangelists give the altar call, every one of them got up and went up except me. And I thought, well, I don't want to be left sitting over here by myself. So I got up and went up too. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and of course I believed in God. I, you know, I, my mom and daddy had taught us uh, to go to church and to believe in God, to believe in Jesus and all. Uh, but yet, you know, the spirit wasn't drawing me uh, as, uh, you know, the scripture said, no man can come to the father except the spirit draw him. And so, uh, I went ahead and made some confession and uh, was baptized, joined the church and was baptized and everything. But a, a year later or so, maybe a little over a year, uh, I realized that, and, and uh, I don't, that might be one of the questions you got or might answer one of the questions, uh, is I, I know you mentioned that uh, when we're born, first born physically into this world, uh, a, a baby, a child is innocent mm -hmm. before God. And uh, the Apostle Paul said, uh, he said, I, I was, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm trying to get it worded like he worded it, uh, that he was alive unto God once. Mm -hmm. That is when he was a child. Right. He was alive unto God. But when he, he said sin revived, mm -hmm. in other words, he come to know, he come to a knowledge of good and evil, mm -hmm. like Adam yep. in, in the garden. Mm -hmm. You know, he come to the age of accountability, we call yeah. it today, but actually it's, You've come into the knowledge of yeah. right and wrong, mm -hmm. good and evil. And he said, sin revived and I died. Right. In other words, he was dead to mm -hmm. sin, you know. And, uh, but then he was born again on the road to Damascus mm -hmm. and he was uh, born again and became alive unto God. Yeah. You see. And <laughs> so that's why, you know, it's a necessity forced to be born again and of course the only way we can be is through accepting jesus christ mm -hmm. the son of god as our lord and savior yeah john three sixteen. i know mm -hmm. uh, probably everybody uh that is you know lives in a christian nation uh knows about john three sixteen. for god so loved the world Mm -hmm. Well, that word world there is the Greek word cosmos, yeah. which means mankind. mankind. Mm -hmm. So I'm a mankind. You're a mankind. Mm -hmm. Josh is a mankind. Yeah. Our wives, it, mm -hmm. you know, they're women. They're, mm -hmm. they're mankind. Yeah. They're part of mankind, uh, you see. And uh, so uh, he said, for God so loved you could say mankind, mm -hmm. or since I'm a mankind, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be wrong for me to say, for God so loved Steve right. that he gave his only begotten right. son. Mm -hmm. For God so loved Wesley. Mm -hmm. For God so loved Josh. For God so loved Sherry. Mm -hmm. For God so loved Amanda. Mm -hmm. For God so loved Ashley. Yeah. Uh, and you're not changing the Bible because huh. we're mankind, Yep. you see. And uh, that's why God sent his son mm -hmm. is because he so loved us mm -hmm. that he gave his only begotten son. Mm -hmm. And he gave the, the best that heaven had, yeah. had to offer, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, you think about it. How, <laughs> I, I mean, 
if God would have come to me and said, uh, you know, I, I want you to sacrifice one of your sons mm -hmm. to redeem mankind, I, I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could have done it. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know if I could love somebody that much to give one of my sons yeah. for them, you know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, the Bible, you know, says that greater love has no man than that he lay his life down for a friend. But, uh, you know, Christ, God so loved us that Jesus was willing. Mm -hmm. He not only, God the Father, was not only willing to send his son, to give his son, to redeem mankind, but his son was willing. Willing, yeah. You know, and I know we can read about the struggle in the garden when Jesus went out into the garden of Gethsemane and prayed, <laughs> and uh, it, it said his soul he was yeah. ang anguished yeah. in his soul. And uh, he said, you know, he prayed and he went back. He told his disciples to watch and pray. And he went back, you know, and they were all asleep. And he said, you, you couldn't even watch yeah. with me for one hour. Mm -hmm. And he went back to pray. And it said, it said his soul was exceeding sorrowful. It, uh, he said, you know, the spirit indeed is willing, right. but the flesh is weak. Mm -hmm. And so he said, you know, Father, if there's some other way, let this cup pass from me. Right. Nevertheless, not my will, right. but thy will be done. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, Jesus himself said, no man takes my life. Right. I lay it down freely. Mm -hmm. And if I lay it down, I also have the authority or the power to take it up again. Yeah. And he did just that. Mm -hmm. Thank God. Yeah. And, uh, but you see, he had to make that choice. And uh, that's what brought redemption to us mm -hmm. as mankind. And we have to make a choice, mm -hmm. you see. And it's, it's like, uh, I think we've uh, brought this up before, maybe in another podcast, about, uh, you know, Jesus asking his disciples, who do the, the people say that I, the Son of Man, mm. am? Right. And some say, well, the, some think you're John the Baptist raised from the dead. Uh, some think you're Jeremiah or, or one of the prophets. Yeah. And then Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? Mm -hmm. And this is a question that every person has That's to answer for themselves. Yep. Who do you say that I, the son of man mm -hmm. am? And so you see, we have to make a choice. And Peter said, uh, we believe that, and, and evidently Peter was speaking up for the rest of them. He said, we believe that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Mm -hmm. And he said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And upon this rock, yep. the rock of revealed knowledge of who Jesus is, mm -hmm. he said, I will build my church, mm -hmm. and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Yep. And so that's another important uh, fact of why, why Jesus birthed, why he came to this earth was so valuable, mm -hmm. so important, was to redeem mankind, fallen yeah. mankind from their sin and making us righteous before God. Yeah. That we could become also sons of God. In, yeah. in the book of Hebrews, it said he suffered mm -hmm. the spitting, the mocking, the shame, so that he could bring many sons yeah. into glory. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, you know, when you talk, when people ask that question, well, what makes his birth so important is Adam was created a man. Mm -hmm. Adam was created a man by God. Mm -hmm. And then Adam fell. Well, when Adam fell now, and, and it refers to Jesus as the second Adam. Yeah. So, what happened was is Satan more or less had got human race to fall. 
and they would, you know, a few were turning back to God, but it was like you say, through the sacrificing of animals to keep mm -hmm. everything right. But Jesus was sent. Jesus came and on his mother's side, he's mankind. Mm -hmm. He's human, but on his daddy's side, he's divinity. But, Everybody think, well, yeah, but he was divinity. He was Jesus. That's why he didn't sin. No, he still was tempted. The Bible says he was tempted like with every passion known to man, mm -hmm. and yet he sinned not. Yeah. Yeah, I know things are different now than they were back then, but the temptations, the generalness of the areas of temptation were still the same. And it's just like, you know, I was talking to you the other day, with uh, Jesus praying in the garden, let this cup pass. He didn't just pray that one time. Mm -hmm. He prayed three times. Why? Because he had to pray it through. Mm -hmm. But what Jesus did by being born, he was born a man. He was God with us. He walked this earth. He had a flesh nature as far as he laughed, he cried, he had emotions. You know, it said Jesus wept. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he hurt for people. He would marvel. I, I, you know, he played with, we've talked before about how we can imagine. He just played with the kids and, and cut up. So in every area, he was man. And then he died on the cross. And that one, it, all it took was one drop of blood. And it would save mankind. But what it did was it give us access back to the throne because Satan, see, Satan was created to worship. Mm -hmm. The angels were created to worship. It says, you know, in Revelation that the four and 20 elders, they stand around the throne day and night or however it says. And they holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Well, we have a choice. And you see, God is showing through Jesus's redemptive work. He was born the flesh, lived a sinless life, was buried or, or crucified to pay that ultimate sacrifice and then rose again so that we may have life and have it more abundant. And then we're serving God for who he is. It's our choice. Mm -hmm. You see, Adam made a choice and Adam fell. Mm -hmm. We make a choice. Lucifer made a choice and he failed. We made a choice to serve God. The difference now because of Jesus is I made a choice to serve God but I can fall and get back up. Mm. I can fall and get back up. I can fall and get back up. He was sent here. He was born so that he could live that life to show us. And then he went into heaven so that by choice, even with sometimes I deal with my flesh and miss it through that redemptive work, through the blood, I can ask for forgiveness and I can still make that choice to serve God. And then, you know, that kind of leads into that last question of why did he come to save the world? Because God, had he not done anything, his whole creation would have had to spend eternity in hell. This beautiful world that he made for us to live in. You know, we talked about that, that I believe that with everything that, that God created, you know, he didn't create Adam till the sixth day but he created everything else and everything he created while he was created. Boy, I, I think Adam's going to like this. I hope Adam, everything God does, he has us on his mind mm -hmm. all the way from the beginning of creation to where it says when Jesus was on the cross, while we were yet sinners, Jesus died. When he was on that cross, he was not just looking at those people right around him. He was looking all the way into the future to today, right now, where we're sitting in this room, he was looking all the way to us. So he was that creation that give us that ability to choose and worship God freely. That's why he came, and that's why he came to save the world, because what good would it have done to create everything just to say, ah, that didn't work. Let's just destroy it all and start over. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and that's why the devil attacks us so much is because he fell once. And there's no turnaround for him. But if I choose to serve God, even if I miss it, and then I ask forgiveness, I'm still in right standing with God. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes people, we make it, we make it harder than it is. 
we, we, you know, if we mess up that condemnation Satan brings in to tell us we're not worthy <coughs> when Jesus came to save the world. So that even if I mess up and it talks about, you know, I hope that you sin not, but if you do, I think they already knew and that was worked in that plan of salvation was they're going to miss it. They're going to make mistakes, but because of the redemptive work of Jesus, they can turn around with forgiveness and come right back to right standing with God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, too, I was just thinking, uh, you know, in the creation, everything, every time God would create something new, he would look at it and say, that's good. Mm -hmm. And he'd come up with another idea and he'd mm -hmm. create something else. He'd stand back and look at it. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then when he said, let us make man mm -hmm. in our own image and likeness. And I, I like you said, I believe, uh, who who's the us? Mm -hmm. He's talking about himself as God the Father, mm -hmm. God the Word, mm -hmm. or you could say Jesus, mm -hmm. because Jesus was the Word. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us. Yep. See, and then uh, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Bible says, you know, the Holy Spirit was there, hovered over the mm -hmm. face of the waters, you know. So it was those three, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And they said, let us make man in our image and light. Mm -hmm. Well, what is God? God is a spirit. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us God is a spirit. So that's how... Uh, you know, we are made in his image. We mm -hmm. are a spirit. And uh, I know the Bible says uh, that, you know, God breathed into Adam's nostrils after he formed him out of the uh, clay and the spittle, you know. and But it said he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul mm -hmm. or a living being. Yeah. But... Uh, he is a spirit being, have to be if we was made in their image. Yeah. He has a soul and he lives in a body, mm -hmm. you know. And so uh, when you got born again, what was it that got saved? Your spirit. Is your spirit mm -hmm. man that was made new because your body stayed the same. Yeah. You know, I, I, <laughs> I said this jokingly, you know. Uh, when I got born again, I still tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just yeah. like that. But, uh, you know, your flesh then, the Bible talks about, uh, you know, that we're to keep our bodies under. That's mm -hmm. our responsibility. Yeah. You know, uh, Paul, the apostle Paul said, I buffet my body mm -hmm. to bring it into subjection. In other words, uh, his spirit was in control. Yeah. And, the spirit man is the real person on the inside. Mm -hmm. And uh, then in Romans chapter 12, uh, verse verse 1, it said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies mm -hmm. a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then he said, be not conformed yeah. to this world. In other words, don't be worldly. Yeah. Don't don't live a worldly life, but he said, renew your mind mm -hmm. with the word of God. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the soulish part. Yeah, the soulish realm, mind, will, and emotion. Yeah, and uh, so you you uh, you have to if you don't uh, renew your mind to the word of God, uh, and of course allow your spirit to control the flesh, you're going to wind up making a whole lot of mistakes you know? mm -hmm. so by feeding our spirit on the word of god our spirit man becomes strong and it gives us the the ability uh to say no to sin yeah desires of the flesh that are against god's word you know it'll give us the ability to do that again it it's up to us mm -hmm. see we People don't really, they expect God to do it. Yeah. But he said, no, you keep your body under. Yeah. You bring it into subjection. Mm -hmm. And then he talks about your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's like uh, I heard a preacher say one time, 
you can't help thoughts from coming. Yeah. I mean, thoughts are out in, I believe, in the air. They're everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, thoughts come. And he said, you, you can't keep thoughts from coming into your mind any more than you can keep a bird from flying over your head. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to let the bird build an, a nest in your hair. Right. You can keep that bird shooed away. You know? yeah. And so then that's why Paul was talking about bringing every thought mm-hmm. into captivity mm-hmm. to the obedience of Christ. And, uh, you know, that we can resist those thoughts that don't line up with God's word. And uh, we can begin to think on good things, think on the word of God, you know. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, uh, you know, them, them bad thoughts will not lodge there. They'll, they'll fly on off, so to speak. And you say, well, it, it, what do you do if it comes back? Then bring it back down again, mm-hmm. cast it down. Yeah. Cast every thought and imagination or every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. And so it's, it's up to us. God, God has done his part. Mm-hmm. He sent Jesus and Jesus was enough. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Yeah. He was enough. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that he died once for all. Yeah. He, he's not going to die again. He died once and for all. And he entered, according to, I believe it's Hebrews chapter 9, he entered into the Holy of Holies and purchased for us an eternal redemption. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And But then it's up to us then to walk this life out according to the word of God. Yeah. And that is renewing our minds with his word, bringing our bodies into our flesh, into obedience to the word of God and uh, renewing our minds so that we can think good thoughts, think uh, God thoughts, you see. Yeah. And uh, I I know uh, people, I I think they, uh, the reason they struggle so much with the, the flesh is that they've not sufficiently renewed their minds to the word of God. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, it, it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. Right. You know, we, we make mistakes because we are imperfect, but we think we still, we have right standing with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He is seated at the right hand of the father. And where are we as believers seated mm-hmm. at the right hand uh, of him. the father in him, in, in Christ, mm-hmm. you see. And so when God looks at his son, Jesus, uh, he don't, he don't see the sin or the mistakes that we made. He sees his son, Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, so we have right standing before God's throne, but, uh, we still, it's up to us to do something. He's done something with our spirit, man. Mm -hmm. He's made us a new creature in Christ. But we have to do something with our mind and with our body. Yeah. And I, I just thought about this uh, while we were talking about that because we talk about our flesh. Mm-hmm. We talk about our soul, which is mind, will, and emotion, our will. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about spirit. And this just came to me. Jesus give us the perfect example when he prayed in the garden. Mm-hmm. Lord, let this cup if there's any way, let this cup pass. What was it? That was what was going to be poured out on his flesh. Mm-hmm. So that was his flesh because of the, <laughs> the, the spitting, the mockery, the embarrassment, mm-hmm. the plucking of his beard, the pain, yeah. the suffering that he was going to have to do, the agony that he, that was flesh. Then he said, not my will, mm-hmm. that's soul. Mm-hmm. That was his will. Because, see, his will didn't want his flesh to have to go through that pain. Nobody wants to endure it. But he said, but not my will be done, but yours, Mm -hmm. that spirit. That was in his spirit. So he just showed us how we bring the flesh and the soul in life. It's let this cup pass, that's flesh. Not my will, that's soul, but your will, 
that spirit. Mm -hmm. And you see, when we come in line with God's will, when our spirit man comes in line with God, then his will for us will come to pass. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just think people need to realize that that was why Jesus came was so that we had the ability for our spirit man to connect with heaven. Mm -hmm. And now we have access to everything in heaven because of that redemptive work from the time he was put in that manger, the redemptive work was put into place and then it worked its way out and he became man. He lived like us. He showed us how to live, showed us how to trust God. And that, you know, I talked about that Sunday where the disciples didn't ask Jesus. They didn't say Jesus teach us how to heal. Mm -hmm. Jesus teach us how to feed the multitude. Jesus teach us how to cast out devils. They said, teach us how to pray. Why? Because they seen that everything that Jesus done was reflective of his prayer life. Mm -hmm. What does prayer, like prayer and fasting, what does that do? Mm -hmm. It brings your flesh, your mind, will, and emotions, your flesh and your soul, it brings it into subjection to your spirit, which is working the will of God. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah. I just, I kind of got to looking at that while we was talking a while ago, mm -hmm. but uh, do you want to, any closing Christmas statements? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess just, uh, you know, to say that, uh, <clears throat> you know, people have, uh, I think kind of, I don't know. I, I, I was thinking about it, you know, uh, commercialized Christmas, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but it, it, it's not about, uh, and, they, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with getting your kids right. gifts or mm -hmm. a friend, somebody you care a lot about and love, and you want to give them a gift that there's anything wrong with that, but don't ever lose sight of the reason for the season. Right. I know that's a, a little cliche that yeah. everybody uses, but uh, but it's so. Jesus is the reason mm -hmm. for the season, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we. Uh, I, I look at it. I, I'm not worshiping a Christmas tree mm -mm. with ornaments on it. If you have a Christmas tree, that's fine. They're pretty, all lit up and glittering, you know, with the lights and everything. Uh, but I don't worship the Christmas tree, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I always think, you know, this, whether this was the time of the year Christ was born or not, uh, we don't, I don't know for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know if anybody does or not. But anyway, whether it's this time of the year or if it's summertime or springtime yeah. or whenever it was, the fact is we know he was born. born. Yeah. Praise God. And uh, that scripture you read there in Isaiah 9, 6, you know, it says, uh, unto us a child is born. Mm -hmm. Unto us a son is given. Yeah. You know, and his name shall be called Wonderful, mm -hmm. Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, yeah. the Prince of Peace. And praise God, he is all of those things. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, it's, it's okay to, to, to celebrate but realize who we're actually celebrating. Mm -hmm. You know, don't don't lose sight of the fact. Now, yeah. he's not a baby mm -mm. in the manger anymore. Mm -mm. He's a full-grown man, mm -mm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, he's full-grown God, yeah. you know. Yeah. So don't lose sight of that, you know, during all the busyness and getting together with friends. All yeah. that's all well and good, but don't ever lose sight of the fact that Jesus is Lord. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and that's, you know, I always like to tell people it, it, it's easy when you're dealing with families as family grows and uh, you get in-laws and outlaws and <laughs> all these things going on and people's plans change. It's easy during this time because it, it just seems like it's so tense. Everybody's worried about, is somebody going to like the gift I got them? Did I get my kids enough? Mm -hmm. How am I going to pay for it? They get so uptight, and then things happen, and they, oh, my Christmas is just ruined. Mm -hmm. Don't let trivial things ruin 
Christmas when it's not about the gifts mm-hmm. and the time spent with family, which that's all great, but it's about Jesus. Yeah. It's remembering. So even, you know, those of you watching online, it, you know, Christmas Eve night when you, you've got your kids tucked into bed and you, you're doing the Santa Claus thing, for those that do that, we, we're not going to get into whether he sent, they should believe or not, not even getting into that, you know, but take some time as you, you wind down to really just, especially this year, I believe, with what we're fixing to go into next year with what Jesus is, is going to be working through the church, sit down and just take a few moments of time to just celebrate Jesus. Because if it was not for him, my gosh, where would we all be? Mm-hmm. And I know whether it's good or bad right now, we would be all headed to, to hell, mm-hmm. you know, to burn in eternity forever. But because of that lowly manger, because of a child born into this world and then become man and died on the cross for us, that's the reason we celebrate Christmas. It's because of him. So don't let the worldly things take your focus off of why we really celebrate. But listen, guys, I appreciate every one of you tuning in tonight. We love every one of you. We pray a special blessing. Uh, Any of those of you that will be traveling to see family, we pray a hedge of protection over you and your family, over your vehicles. Everywhere you go, that angels will go before you and come in behind you, that you'll be protected and that if you trust God and celebrate him truly, that this will be one of the most blessed Christmases you've ever had. On behalf of myself, my dad, uh, Josh back there, the Gleaning Mission Church, we want to wish every one of you a very Merry Christmas. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.